everyone. I'm Florence Bremer. I'm your host of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, a fan of a great deal, a restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999, and throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have the magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and enjoying time off. This podcast I'm going to talk about, um, the title of my podcast, I'll kind of give you an idea what I'm going to talk about, where I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And my last podcast, I talked about a four-day work week. That was two weeks ago. And since then, I had 10 hearings. I had one where I had to travel to Prescott. So doing that sort of took up the whole day. I had several hours where I had to be in court in Phoenix uh, for, hmm, I guess you could just say for a hearing. And I had 20 meetings and three depositions. And one of the depositions was all day. Another one was almost the whole day. The other one was short, but it still was three depositions. I've had just a hell of a time these last two weeks. I also had a case where I got this crazy results and it was surprising. And now we have to take these measures to try to counteract it and get back into court. So there was all the pressure from that case as well. I had a bunch of late nights. I had nights where I was getting home at like 637, which I know like technically is is that really late. Um, But to me it is. I get up at 530 and I'll go downstairs and I'll drink um, one of those vitamin... (laughs) Uh, sea powdery things that are kind of gross. Although I've gotten better adapted to the taste. I think it's called emergency. I've been trying to get my keep my immunity up because I just feel like I've been on the edge of possibly going into a full-blown illness. And I'm like just trying to like make sure that doesn't happen. And I've also been taking vitamins and just trying to get in some movement every day. And that's really the purpose of this podcast. I'm going to talk about some things to do when you are just completely overwhelmed and also on the verge of of getting sick. I also had a a two and a half day headache, like one of those terrible, terrible headaches, like in my neck, on my head, would feel like there was a rubber band around my brain sometimes. Um, Sometimes it was more migraine-like, where it would be on the left side of my head and down my left neck and left shoulder. And I just did not feel like it was ever going to end. And then it, after about two and a half days, it just gradually eased away from being in the worst pain ever to no pain. And after I get a really bad headache like that, for a couple of days, I have this 
sort of phantom headache where I feel like one false move and it's going to come back full force. And then I've also kind of had a sick household. My son-in-law was really sick. He had a fever for a few days. He had vomiting. He had a really bad cough. And then my grandson got it. And I just thought we would never get out of this. My daughter was sick kind of off and on. The, the middle daughter, the mom of my grandson, Adam. So what do you do in a case like this where you're just super busy with work? There's really not a way to just be like, well, I guess I'm not going to go into work. You know, with with COVID ending, I know people are more sensitive to illnesses and don't want to be around people who are sick. But what about if you're just feeling under the weather? As someone who runs a business, I can't just call in to the boss and say, I'm not coming in. I'll have days where I'll have tons of people coming in or I'll need to be in court and I can't just say, well, someone else's problem. If I'm, you know, super contagious or throwing up, I'm not going to go into the office because I can't. But those days where I'm just feeling terrible, where a lot of people might have the option to take a sick day, when you have your own business that just really doesn't exist. So what do you do? Like, what can you do to kind of get past all of that? I'll tell you one thing I did on one day. The the day that I had the headache really, really bad, that first day, I came home from work. It was just pounding. I laid down in bed at 5.30, and I did not get out of bed till the next morning. It wasn't all sleeping, but... It was just a lot of laying there and having my head supported by a pillow instead of holding up my neck. I didn't read. Um, you know, I love to read. And there's always this. I remember being in uh, grade school, in high school even. And I remember days like being too sick to go to school. And I would lay in bed all day and I would read. And I always have this fantasy that, oh, I'll get sick and I'll just read and read and read. But a lot of times when I'm sick enough to stay in bed, I'm too sick to read. Like my head is pounding or, um, you know, I'm whatever. <laughs> like it's just not good. Like I can't sit and read. So I had the TV going, but I put on movies that I have seen a million times. Like The Ring and Nightmare on Elm Street. I know that sounds weird, but they actually kind of relax me because I've seen them so many times that they can just kind of play and I don't really have to watch. So that's what I did on the day of my headache. I just completely just shut down and rested till the next morning. The next day, I still had a pretty bad headache, but because I had all that rest, it was much better. Another thing I'll tell you to do is drink water. I think that a lot of my headache issues were from just being dehydrated. It's really dry in Arizona right now. We had one day a couple of weeks ago where it rained and rained and the desert got all green and it was really nice. But besides for that, this has not been a wet spring. We had such a wet 
I'm trying to think how this worked. A wet fall, I think. And then this spring was it's just been so dry. And I've been having bloody noses because of the dryness. And so I'm just always reminding myself to drink water. I drink a glass of water right when I wake up. And this is something that I have read about and other people who do this tell me it really helps with their overall health and makes them feel refreshed for the day. So my my craving when I wake up is I just want to have a cup of coffee right away. But instead, I'll down a glass of water. I can feel, I know this will sound a little... Uh, <laughs> mystical, but I can feel the water working through me where I just feel hydrated and I feel the water going to my cells and feel more awake when I have that cup of water first than if the first thing I do is have a coffee. So that is um, just something that I really try to be cognizant of because it makes a difference. I've been keeping water on my desk and drinking throughout the day because I've been trapped at my desk quite a bit. Because I had depositions, the depositions were video depositions, and I was just at my desk nonstop. There was one deposition that I was defending, so I wasn't on. You know, I wasn't the one asking questions. I was defending it, so I was listening carefully, and I was also getting ready in that case for the deposition that I was conducting next week. And it worked out pretty good because I was so immersed in that case that I could concentrate on getting ready for the deposition the following week. And then when I did have that deposition, it just is a whole day of when you conduct a def deposition, it really is a lot of work. You are asking questions, you're shuffling exhibits, and I do these depositions on my own. I don't do them with an assistant, so I'm in charge of everything. And it went well. It went great. And then, like I said, I ended with a tinier deposition, and the person who was deposed needed to have the deposition very late in the day. So that was kind of a bummer because <laughs> I do start really early. I start working at 530. And so by the time three o'clock has rolled around, I've been working for, you know, nine hours or yeah, nine hours, I guess, approximately. So it is um, a really long day. And I had a bunch of long days. And I'll tell you a secret. It's Friday as I record this, and I'm hiding from my office. I'm just so tired. You know, two weeks of constant going to court, being in court, depositions. I've just needed to not go into the office first thing. So I also figured I would record my deposition. My deposition. <laughs> I'm still in work mode. I would record my podcast today. Because um, this weekend, I usually record on a Saturday or Sunday. And it does take a giant 
chunk out of the weekend, you know, prepping for it and then sitting down and actually recording it. So I figured I would do it on Friday and just have the weekend to to really, really have a nice relaxing time. As part of my relaxing, uh, as I'll make air quotes, as part of my relaxing, I'll actually be working on quite a few things. I have some transcripts to read and some documents to review, but I definitely can do that sort of in a relaxing state being at home. All right, what else do you do when you're sick and tired and exhausted and completely scheduled? What can you do to make it a little bit better? So make sure you're not burned out. And there is a such thing as professional burnout. And I have a friend who is an attorney who's in his 80s now. And I I do consider him a mentor. And over the years, when he has seen me working like this, he's always said, make sure you don't do that. He tells me the story of how he was working like that, burning the candles at both ends, working in criminal defense, in court all the time, having drinks with other attorneys after work, talking about cases, doing all of that stuff. And eventually he hit a wall. Those were his words. I hit a wall. He went to California and basically took a, I think it was like a year hiatus because he just could not work anymore. Stayed by the beach, looked at the water, finally felt like he could work again and then came back and started working with more of a work-life balance. So make sure you're not getting that professional burnout because if you hit a wall, whatever he had going on, he had the means to live on the beach for a year. I doubt very, very few people could do that. Um, I doubt many people could do that. I couldn't do that uh, for so many reasons, you know, financial being the tip of the iceberg. But uh, with all the cases that I have, I couldn't just up and leave. It's hard enough for me to be gone for four days, much less a year. Um, I I don't know what I would do. And, um, you know, I have home and family and kids and grandkids and still have a daughter in high school. So I can't do any of that. So I really, really try to be mindful of make sure that I'm not getting burned out professionally. Because if I do hit that wall, I don't know what I will do. All right. The other thing to do is audit your to-do list and audit your calendar. I have my calendar on my phone now, which for many years I fought against because I thought it would be more of an intrusion on my personal life. And maybe it is, but professionally, it really helps me. It's so much easier when I'm in court, if a judge says, can you come back next week at Tuesday? I don't have to call the office. I don't have to log into the computer at the office. You know, none of that. I can look on my phone and see my whole work and personal calendar and know what my availability is. So doing that, I audit it quite a bit. And I just go through, 
I'll look about two weeks ahead and I'll just kind of scan the calendar and really think about what I have going on, like being really mindful about it and seeing, can I consolidate anything? Can I move something around? Can I take a morning where I don't need to be in the office first thing? What can I do to make this calendar more manageable? And then part of that too is taking care of your social life. For most of us, if we're really busy at work, the social life and our own extracurriculars are the first thing to go. I was trying to see this movie called X for about three weeks, and I almost missed it leaving the movies and ended up going to a 9 p.m. viewing last Friday. It was this movie I really wanted to see, and I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to find a, you know, an afternoon where I can get away from the office and just run and see it. It's a horror movie with... Um, callbacks to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the slasher movies of the 70s and I was really excited about seeing it. I heard good things about it. I heard it has this really cool after the credits scene and it was leaving the theater. It was playing everywhere and I had all these options and then so much time went by I couldn't see it. I could not get away for See, it was two hours for the movie, take the travel for getting to the theater, three hours. I couldn't find it. That's not acceptable. Um, What else needs to be in your social calendar? Time for exercise. I'm still doing my cycling classes, and and that's going really well for me. I buy eight classes a month, and I used up all the classes and had several days where I'm waiting for the plan to renew. So it's taking a little break from cycling and doing some other stuff. This week when I was just so tired, I would, um, you know, I would be laying in bed and think I could just go to bed, like right this second, close my eyes, be asleep. And I would get up and do a little bit of exercises. I was doing the Pamela Reef videos on YouTube. She has dozens and dozens and dozens of videos, ones that you can do with weights, dance videos, yoga, stretch, um, the um, like high intensity workouts where you don't have weights, like you could do those, just all sorts of different exercise videos. And I would put those on and put the timer on my watch. Sometimes I would listen to her music. Sometimes I would put my earbud in and listen to a podcast and I would feel so much better after doing it. Also, I try to just squeeze in walks wherever I could. The weather is so weird right now, which probably explains why a lot of people are getting sick. But today it's going to be 93. I think this weekend it's going to be 97. We're like starting to kiss up to 100 hoping we can make it through April and not hit 100. But we're getting close. And so we have this hot weekend, but next weekend or next week, there's a day where it's in the 60s. So it's crazy. It's just up and down. So I'm trying to enjoy the weather where I can to when it's so hot that 
it's really hard to find times to walk. When it gets really hot in Arizona, I will walk at 4.30 in the morning before the sun comes up. That's usually the best time to walk. Sometimes I'll do evening walks when it gets dark, but it's still usually pretty hot then, especially as you get into like July, August, September. So the mornings is the absolute coolest time, even when it's not that cool. (laughs) All right. So just keep moving, you know, and make sure that you get that stuff in. Another thing people need to do is just, um, just make sure that you're having social interactions. This one's really hard for me these last couple of weeks. I had a Zoom call with a friend, so there was a little bit of that. I scheduled it in between meetings, so it actually became more like a commitment for me. But after I got done with it, I just felt sort of a rush of relaxation because the even though it was something on my calendar to do, it was something that was more for me. And then I've been just trying to have coffee with my husband in the morning. Like that's a little bit of something social. Yesterday when I left, I had this super busy day, like, you know, a ton of meetings and then ending the day in a a deposition, like a cherry on top. Here's a deposition at the very end of the day. And before I left in the morning, I said to my husband, and all week I've been dressed up, you know, it's been heels and suits and dresses And, um, you know, I haven't had a day where I went into the office with leggings at all. I've just been dressed up all week and it's getting hot. So, you know, a little bit of being uncomfortable, but I said to my husband, I was walking out one day and I said, tell me, we'll do something tonight. Even if we don't, I want to, um, feel like I have some sort of plans. And he said, great, we're doing something tonight. And we really, we never could get to it. Just all day I was like, oh, we're going to go out to dinner. We're going to do something. We never could. You know, I didn't get home until probably after five. I did end up taking my grandson for a little walk as the sun went down. And then my daughter has dance on Thursdays. And it's from 8.15 to 9.15. And every time Thursday night rolls around, just, you know, Thursday night is probably just my tiredest day of the week. And, and it's always great when I don't have anything scheduled on Friday, because then on Thursday, I can just feel like, okay, nothing that I need to, to get up early for tomorrow. Things on Friday are always terrible, but you know, on if you can not have anything scheduled on a Friday, it's just like a gift from God. But Thursday night, she has this late dance class, and she's a teenager now, so the littler kids have these earlier classes, and she has this late one with all the, you know, the older kids. And every time, I'm just exhausted when I picked her up after her dance class. And then there's also, uh, there's this thing where, you know, the, the class is probably, I don't know, it takes 10 minutes to get there. So by the time I get home and sit down, it's like you get back up and you go again. So last night, you know, the, the pretend I was having a date with my husband, which didn't happen. You know, we never got out. 
But after I took my grandson for a walk, I came home and I made a really light meal. I made, um, there's a meal kit that Martha Stewart has. It's like Martha and something. I can never remember the name of it, even though I've been getting it for a couple of weeks. And in my opinion, this is the best meal kit. Everything has been really tasty. I had one thing that was just kind of meh. It was a vegan Caesar salad. And it just was a, it was just a salad. You made croutons and you roasted chickpeas and that was a little bit of fun, but really not, you know, not like an amazing, not an amazing sort of um, meal. But last night I made the chimichangas. They were bean and corn and they turned out really good. And she always has these spice packets that are great. I messed up because I had two meal kits and one is, um, the next one is a jerk uh, bean dish with a mango salsa and I threw the jerk spices into the pan instead of the taco seasoning for what I was making so I had to scrape it out and I'm like oh no this is going to taste so weird but it actually was it worked out fine it was all good and so just sat down and had these chimichangas and then we jump in the car and we take her to dance And I sit down, I I come back, and my kitchen's still a mess from cooking and from dinner. So I do the dishes, I clean up, and I look at my watch, and I have 12 minutes before I have to pick her up. 12 minutes! (laughs) So I sit down on the couch, and I put on the Dropout limited series. I'm on the last episode. And that's all I had was 12 minutes. And I came to the realization that I had not sat on my couch since Sunday. So five days went by and I had not sat on my couch. That's a very bizarre thing when you are home that you have not sat in your living room. But every day I was just coming home, going up to my room, a lot of times working more and then cooking something in the kitchen and going to bed. I just didn't have time for like just sitting and watching TV. And I was watching TV, you know, I'll watch in my room before I go to bed. But just the thought I had not sat in my couch, it was crazy. And then when I did have a chance, it was 12 minutes and I was on a timer. So my point is, my long, long winded point is that make sure that you are taking time for more social activities. With the social activities, I'm also throwing in exercise, but really that's sort of a a separate thing. I mean, make sure that what you're doing in terms of exercise is you're moving, it's helping with pain management, it's helping with flexibility, it's helping with overall strength, it's helping clear your mind. You know, when I took, I took my grandson for a walk a couple of days ago, and my statement I said to everyone was, I needed to get out of the house and clear my mind. And my daughter was like, Oh my gosh, is something wrong? And I'm like, No, nothing's wrong. It's just a stressful week. And I did have this one case that I mentioned at the top of the podcast that just has been giving me a lot of heartburn. And I have now at this point, and I was waking up at like two and three in the morning and just thinking about the case and thinking what I needed to do and 
trying to like figure out what I needed to do while I was in this holding pattern. I did get some sort of decision this week, which actually took me out of the holding pattern. And, and now I know like, here's what I need to do going forward. And that was actually a great relief, even though everything's not resolved. I have like some sort of answer, if that makes sense. I pretty much avoid social media. You know, there is very few times I go on social media. Every once in a while when I post my podcast on Facebook, I might click through Facebook a little bit. Facebook will send me alerts. It'll say, you know, so-and-so posted something. So-and-so posted an update. And sometimes if it's someone I haven't heard from from in a while, I'll take a look at it. But I just don't do a lot. I don't do anything on Twitter except post my um, update or post my podcast. And uh, same with Tumblr. I just post my podcast. And I don't do TikTok. I don't even have that as an option on my phone. Every once in a while, one of my daughters will show me a video. There are some really talented people out there who come up with these parody videos and just really cracks me up. And if there's something out there like that, and my daughters see it, they're going to show it to me. So I don't need TikTok on my phone. It's one less thing that I need. I still have Snapchat, but I really don't do anything with it. Sometimes I'll do take a picture of myself with a Snapchat filter after I'm just feeling like really run down. And I'll be like, oh, look how good I look in the Snapchat filter. So, you know, staying away from social media just can really, really help you in terms of your mental health. Another thing that I do is just start to plan some travel. I have a lot of travel planned in the next few months. And an opportunity came up yesterday where I need to either extend a trip and stay in California for a few days or make a separate trip to California. I'm working out the details on that. But it that just gives me like a little something to look forward to. Um, what else? You know, something that I've really been thinking about the last few weeks, few months even, um, I had a really, really strong thought about it recently because the courts lifted their administrative orders regarding COVID. They just said, we're back to normal. And they've given judges the discretion to keep a lot of things via video. Um, and a lot of judges, at least at this moment, are. And I will tell you, the video really works well. There is not a reason to drive downtown, park, walk in heels, carry the file, and go for a 20-minute hearing. I have spent 20 years doing that, over 20 years. And to have a lot of stuff on video really makes a difference. Everything is sort of crazy right now because it's like, this one's on video, this one isn't, this one I have to go to the court and take care of. I'm finding that Maricopa County really still likes doing the videos. Outlying counties, not so much, which is a little bit of a pain for me because I'm in Maricopa County. So I have a case that was in Prescott 
last week and I had to go to Prescott and it turned out to just be crazy because my client ended up getting ill. So I had to go up there and, you know, the hearing ended up being short because I didn't have a client. Um, and then turn around and come back. So it was five hours of driving. I mean, that's just a lot. Um, you know, actually not five hours, three hours. And then uh, five hours when you put in the time that I had to go into the court and park and meet with the judge and meet with the opposing counsel. So in any event, um, everything is all over the place. Um, you know, a lot of attorneys really like the video depositions. I had one attorney, we've had two depositions in the last month. He wanted those in person and he can choose those in person. I find it, I found it a little annoying because <laughs> I thought, well, a video deposition would accomplish these goals, but you know, a lot of people want to keep them. A lot of people like to keep them in person. But as I, th you know, been thinking about this as just, we're really, it's like, Hey, everything's back to normal. You know, places where uh, the court was well entrenched in people wearing masks. It was one of the last places to let it go. Masks are optional now. The only places that I can really think that masks are still going on and maybe in the next 10 days won't be is the airports and airlines. And, um, we'll see. I mean, there's actually a lot of litigation and, and stuff about re that right now. I think a lot of the states filed a lawsuit that said, don't make us uh, enforce this in the airports, uh, about half of the states. So my guess is that ends up going away. So I want you to just visually go back to 2020. Do you remember how different that was? You know, um, it was a time when so many things were closed. You could only get takeout food. You couldn't do group exercise classes. And it was, it really cuts down on your schedule when all of that stuff goes away. So maybe, and I really haven't worked this out, but maybe if you're thinking about kind of unplugging Maybe think about just treating things like they were when there was COVID. You had to cook a lot. You couldn't meet people in person. Um, you had your groceries delivered. You ordered more things online. You didn't go to the store. If you did that for a week or two, would that give you a refresh? Bake some bread, <laughs> you know, things like that. And at this point, like in, in a way, it almost feels like a million, a million miles away. But the, in the last two years, so two years ago, at, you know, at this time in April, there was this crazy shutdown. I actually did have my family over for Easter in 2020. And I remember my mom being like really nervous about it. And I said, none, none of us have been anywhere. It has to be fine. And, you know, after that, the summer ended up just being very quiet without, you know, any travel. I was supposed to go to Disneyland and Disneyland shut down, you know. I think that summer we went to Coronado and stayed on the beach, but the hotel was 
like so closed down and so weird. It was very disappointing. And, um, you know, in, in 2021, I started traveling again, but with just all the weirdness. So I don't know, food for thought. I know I can't even imagine when I would be able to do that <laughs> with how everything looks now, but maybe it's just it, in a way is like how inconvenient it was to have everything shut down and how scary it was because no one knew what was going on and lots of people were getting like very sick and dying. Um, you know, just thinking back to that time of this was a, you know, a total reset. My calendar emptied, you know, within a day, just emptied. And would I ever be able to do that again? I don't know. You know, it's a, a fantasy I'm having right now. Also, as part of this reset, I really want you to think about sleep. And I've been thinking about it because I'm waking up in the middle of the night and unable to go back to sleep for a long period of time. That has been my insomnia. It It's very rare when I can't fall asleep. And even if I have coffee, late. A lot of times I can fall asleep. Occasionally I'll have coffee late and can't fall asleep. I can usually fall asleep pretty quickly. At the end of the night, I'm tired and boom, my head hits the pillow and I'm out. And I've always had this, I guess not always, but for a while, I have a routine where I put on a show that I've seen many times. It's usually a TV show, sometimes a movie, so I don't really have to watch it. I set the sleep timer for 30 or 60 minutes and more often than not, a vast majority, I am asleep before the sleep timer goes off. But then I do this thing where I wake up at like two and I'll get up, maybe get a drink of water, lay back down and there it goes. I'm just ruminating about my schedule for the next day, about cases, you know, thinking, oh, I need to do this in this case. So-and-so never called me back on, on this other case, you know, start thinking about all this stuff. This is when a notepad next to your bed is good or sending yourself an email. I have sent myself so many emails in the middle of the night, and a lot of times that will help me get back to sleep. But just sometimes nothing really does. There, um, A couple of days ago, it happened to me where I woke up at 4.30 and started that. And by then, I'm like, well, I can't go back to sleep. I get up at 5.30 anyhow. So how am I going to go back to sleep and sleep for two, two minutes, like literally two minutes? So I just, you know, have to be really conscious of that and really work on that. So, um, you know, when I do wake up in the middle of the night, one thing for me is, you know, maybe a glass of water or a couple sips of water, really. And then when I first wake up, I'm usually pretty sore. So getting in a really nice position is nice. Um, I have some hand massage tools. So I might get into my lower back a little bit or my neck with the massage tool. And sometimes that helps. Sometimes just laying really flat is nice, just really flat and just sinking into the mattress. So I try my best to just establish a 
routine and have quality sleep. I clean sheets is a big one for me because it not only does it feel nice, I feel my breathing is better when the sheets are clean. So those are just some things to talk about, you know, making sure you get enough sleep when you're feeling sick and tired. Well, that's all I have for this week on that topic. I do have a couple of movie reviews. I did go and see X, like as I stated. I really like this movie. If you are a fan of old horror, you're going to find this really fun. Good cast. Um, Kid Cudi is in it. And I forgot Kid Cudi was in it because he was so good. I And then afterwards I was talking to someone and they're like, oh, didn't you think Kid Cudi was so good? I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that was him. Brittany Snow, who I hadn't seen in a long time, was in it. She had a really good part and it just had a lot of fun surprises. And then the next day I rented a theater and saw Morbius with a group of people. A ton of people had to drop out. So we ended up being a small group, but really it was fun. You know, we had a nice time and, um, it was an okay movie. You know, it could have been better. Um, the, really the thing that made it even tolerable was the actors. Um, Jared Leto was Morbius and he was good in it. And you felt that he was Morbius and liked him even though he's sort of not a likable character, I guess. And um, it, it kind of went back and forth. Like the tone was a little uneven. Like, do we like him or is he evil? I'm not sure. But because he was so likable, I think he just ended up being a likable character. And then, oh my gosh, I can't think of his last name, but he's a British actor. Matt such and such, I can't think of his name, was really the star of the show on it. He was really funny. He seemed to be having a good time playing the character and who was a friend of Morbius, but I won't say more than that because it is a, um, I guess there's a little bit of a surprise regarding him, although within about two seconds, you sort of figure it out that that's where it's going. So it was it was just fine. That's all I'll say about Morbius. Not one that needs to be seen at the movies. You could definitely wait till that one is streaming and probably do something else while it was on. Okay. One last thing. I heard from, I think as everybody who listens to me kind of regularly knows that occasionally I'll be a contributor on the podcast, The Film Vault. And I love everyone associated with the Film Vault. So Anderson and Brian, it's their podcast. And then there are just amazing listeners of the podcast. And sometimes they reach out to me and we'll just chat for a little bit, um, follow each other on Facebook. It really is kind of a nice community. And I do recommend that podcast quite a bit because... It is um, a service. You know, they see probably three to five movies a week that they talk about. They see more, and then sometimes they save them for other other episodes. 
but you can get a good idea of like what you want to see. Like sometimes I'll think, eh, I don't want to see that movie. And then they'll talk about it and I'll go, oh gosh, that actually sounds good. So it's nice to get another perspective. Well, this week I heard from one of the listeners and contributors, Mitch Burns, and he followed me on Facebook and then he sent me a message that said, what are your favorite movies for 2021? And so I put together a list and I thought I'd share it with you guys. My number one choice for the year is Spiral from the Book of Saw, and that's with Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. I announced Spiral as my favorite movie of the year on the film vault and lots of people have teased me about it but I really like this movie after I said that on the film vault I went back and watched it because then I started to feel a little silly and I watched it again I love it even more I I really like that movie it was a fun movie my number two is Many Saints of Newark Obviously, as you've heard me talk about on the podcast, I'm a huge Sopranos fan. I really liked this movie. Um, I, in some ways, I felt like I was seeing things that maybe weren't even there because I was so entrenched in the Sopranos. Uh, the guy who plays, um, oh my God, I can't think of his name, but he's such a stinking good actor. He plays the main character. Uh, who is Dickie Moltisani, who is Christopher Moltisani's father, who, when you see The Sopranos, he's long dead. He dies when Christopher's a baby. So this is his story. So it brought back a lot of the other characters being young. So they're, you know, played by different actors super fun like super fun to see them like that and then um James Gandolfini's character is played by his son and he looks like him first of all and then he just really had the Tony Soprano character down without it being like a cartoon because I think it could be very easy to make it like an SNL skit um, but he just did really good. And of course, it doesn't hurt that he looks a ton like his dad. But it was um, a good movie. I just really enjoyed it. Like watched it and then a couple days later watched it again to see what I missed. So that was my second favorite. My third favorite was The Last Duel. Here is one movie I would not have seen. And they talked about it on the film vault and really liked it. I wasn't sure what it was. It seemed more... Um, like maybe like Gladiator and uh, Ripley Scott did the movie and I think he does Gladiator too but and I love Gladiator like who cares if it's like that but I don't know I wasn't interested it was like medieval um, and you know Gladiator is not even a fair comparison because that was like ancient Rome this was like medieval times and jousting so it seemed to me like more like Game of Thrones which I was not into and I just felt like I wouldn't see it, even though it had this amazing cast. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. I think Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were involved in the script writing process. It's based on a true story. Uh, Adam Driver was in it. I love everything with Adam Driver, but it was not on my radar. I wasn't going to see it. And they talked about it on the film vault, and I loved it. 
the first half is just sort of regular. I mean, it's good. But the second half is really where it kicks in. And I don't even want to ruin sort of the surprise with it. Except I'll say this, it's shown from the point of view of multiple characters and how they see it. And the point of view is actually very subtle change. So it's not like one character is seeing black and the other is seeing white and it's so different. It's like really kind of subtle and very interesting. So, um, and, and it tells you a lot about how women were treated during that time, which, uh, spoiler alert, was not good. And, you know, what could happen with women in terms of if they came forward and said they were sexually assaulted, which also was generally not good. And it has the gnarliest corpse scene I have ever seen in my life. That alone was worth the price of admission. It just was so beyond real and crazy looking that I, I like sat up like, ooh, like that is so gross. Okay. Uh, fourth favorite movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. Like how fun was this movie? Like it had so much fun. Ever since I've seen it, I've been wanting to see it again because it just felt like tons were going tons of things were going on I think if you've seen a preview you know I don't even think there's any spoiler alerts on it anymore but I don't want to put any spoilers out but I will say this um I think from a preview it's pretty clear that there's a multiverse going on and I'll leave it at that the next one is uh Bo Burnham inside oh my gosh you know I had turned it on. It's on Netflix. I had turned it on one day and wasn't in the mood for it. He was like experiencing being inside during COVID. And I think it was still too fresh or something. Or I just wasn't in the mindset. And I turned it off after five minutes. And then I went back and watched it several months later. And then would listen to the songs on my, um, my, uh, you know, title app or um, Apple Music, like whatever I felt like listening to music on at that time. Because the songs are really catchy and really funny. One of my favorite being White Woman's Instagram, like so funny. And he plays the character for the song. And he records it all and edits it all in his home. It's just the craziest thing ever. I just love it. But a really close second, even though I'm doing a top five, I cheated a little bit because I did a close second musical, which was Tick, Tick, Boom. Really touching. Like, watch that. It's on Netflix. Like, do yourself a favor. It's so good. I wanted to also put in In the Heights, but I'm like, I'm really starting to cheat. Like, it's a top five, but now it's, you know, nine movies. <laughs> And um, when I did my list to Mitch, I said, well, since you didn't like my choice of Spiral, because I did get a lot of teasing about it, I said, I'm going to give you one more. And that was House of Gucci. I was late seeing House of Gucci because, again, one of those movies that 
I really wanted to go to the movies and see, and I could not get the time to do it. It's a bit of a longer movie. It's almost three hours, so that means I need four hours, and I could not get four hours, a four-hour time period. But I finally saw it on a plane. <laughs> like, that's where I needed to be, like, sequestered on a plane so I could see the movie and just ended up being one of my favorite movies of the year. And Jared Leto is unrecognizable and extremely hilarious, probably the funniest character of 2021. A couple of other ones that I'm just going to throw in there that I really liked, if you're trying to find a movie, is uh, one is Nobody, Nightmare Alley, Tragedy, Tragedy of Macbeth, Free Guy, Candyman, Power of the Dog, The Suicide Squad, Matrix, Resurrections. All right, if you're looking for a movie, there's some choices for you. Oh, and one last thing. I think I've, I've talked about it on other podcasts, but um, I do, again, want to recommend the limited series, The Truth About Pam. It um, is with Renee Zellweger. They're doing one episode every week. Every time I watch an episode, I'm like, oh, I have to wait another week. Like I'm watching them the night that they come out. So it is must-see viewing for me, mainly because of Renee Zellweger. Like what she does with this character and how unlikable and passive-aggressive and quietly menacing, uh, but also loudly menacing, like very, very interesting how she does it. So a movie I really like. And I've been listening to the podcast too, but I put the brakes on it because I don't want to know the end. I want to watch the end with Renee playing her and then I'll go back and finish the podcast. So there you go. Have a great couple of weeks. Thank you so much for listening. I have people and you know who you are who told me that you're listening and I really appreciate it. You guys mean so much to me. You can find the podcast on Patreon, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name. Facebook is probably the best place to find me. Um, it's the social media that I'm on the most, even though I avoid social media. And then my public Facebook page, um, my uh, law office Facebook page, my website is brummerlaw.com. You can email me from my website as well. Thanks so much. Have a great couple of weeks.